last thing in the world I want to ever have to deal with myself is, oh, I should have. It's like, oh, you know, I mean, do everything you can, work as hard as you can, um, do, do the best you can. And that's all anybody can ever ask, you know. And if I don't do that for myself, then I have to live with me. Pandemics will never stop people until people stop or, or companies stop profiting from pandemics. You take the profit out of pandemics and they're gone. The thing that they're hiding is what happened last week, all week long, five days long. They had super secret meetings, not televised, not reported on yet in any way, shape or form that uh, was negotiating the amendments that had been proposed. Now, there have been two more they had. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have James Roguski on the program. I had him just recently for the blood you know, is unvaccinated blood dangerous? And we talk all about that. We also, he gives an update on baby Will. That was my show previously, but I recorded this with him before that one. We did a two-parter in one session. So this is what we talked about first. The other one I just put out first because that was going on in the news right then. But this one, we're going to talk about the World Health Organization. He's going to give us updates on what's going on. This is going on right now, too. Last week, they had five days of secret meetings, and he's going to talk about that. That's for the amendments that they're trying to push through again. That's very dangerous for everybody. And then they also had very public meetings about the new WHO treaty. And that one is a big enchilada, putting everybody under one roof, and they're going to manage all health care for the world, which I can't believe we're even in this situation. But what's really scary is these amendments that they're pushing through now in secret. They're trying to usurp our freedom. And I can't believe we're even in a country at this point where we have politicians that aren't all over this. Why do we have people not scared to heck that tyrants can take over our country through the means of organizations like the World Health Organization? We've already seen it going down. Who in their right mind wants to give away their power like that over their own body? I mean, how dumb can you be? And this is what they're putting and giving to them on a platter people just need to wake up and say, we got to fight back on this. I, how and how crazy can this be? Let's talk a little bit about some of these people and what they are about. They're eugenicists, they're technocracists. So let's look at Canada, what they did. They shut down the country longer than almost any other country in the world. They created this mental health crisis. And they have all these people that are suffering, children are suffering, all these people are suffering. At the same time, they have this huge surge of depression and mental health problems. They implemented their new euthanasia program where they're allowing government-assisted suicide. It's not just for people who are have terminal illnesses. It's for people who have any kind of illness. And they can just, it's the sixth most 
reason for death now in Canada is euthanasia. And now they're expanding it to depression and poverty and all these mental health issues. So basically they created a mental health disaster and now they're creating a euthanasia program to let anybody who has mental health issues to help them commit suicide. So <laughs> that's the kind of people we're dealing with, people who are sick at this level. We do not want anybody controlling our health care. We want it as localized as possible so that people who have skin in the game, people who care, are the ones managing your health care. That's why you want things localized. Not because there isn't experts all over the world. It's because the people next to you care about you. You want people who actually care about you controlling health care. You want you to control your own health care. But if you have to go to an expert because you don't know something, you want people that actually care about their community because they live in the community. They care about you. They care about their family. They care and that's what's missing from this whole system. It's so basic, and I don't know why people can't just see through this and why there isn't more people fighting back. I, I don't get it. I know there's a lot of people fighting back, but I don't know why there isn't a tsunami of people fighting back. If I think about it, I know it's about media. I know it's about hiding the truth from people, and I know it's because they're not informed. But there's enough of us now that are informed that I just don't understand. And I guess the people who are informed need to just keep plugging away to try to get everybody informed about this. And that's what we're talking today about. We're going to talk about what's going on and how to inform others. And I hope you get a lot out of this. I hope you share this far and wide. I'm trying to grow my platforms, my presence on platforms. Please subscribe. And please share my programs with others. It's the only way I'm going to grow. I do think I'm different than most people out there. There's, there's others like me, of course. But I think I'm different in the knowledge set that I bring and the fact that I, I'm not really political. I am political, but not really. I, I just have these values, and I hope that my values align with yours. And I just want to focus on issues. I don't want to focus on Republican versus Democrat. I absolutely despise it because I think that it's controlled from both sides and I just want to vote for people. I can't tell you how proud I was of my local city community. The city council, the mayor, they dropped Republican Democrat and they just voted for people. I was so proud of them. I couldn't believe it. I, After I saw everything being fixed, I wake up and I realize that that's what my own town was doing. I guess I was looking at the people but I didn't really pay attention to the Democrat Republican. I just figured there, I just figured everybody's doing that and they dropped it. And I think the best people got voted in. I was so proud of them and it's my own town. So that was pretty cool. You know, there are, there are, there is light in this world. And my daughter said to me the other day, she goes, you know, when you just keep plugging away and plugging away, she goes, I think the world gives you a nugget just a nugget to keep going. And it's like, she gave me the wisdom for the day. And I'm like, that's really great that my daughter said that. And I think she's right. So just think about it that way. There's always some nugget that you're going to get if you keep working hard and plugging at it. So anyways, before I get into this fabulous conversation with James Roguski, I want to remind you to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter 
And I want to tell my Ebonier members that I'm having some issues with them attacking my site. Uh, they're using my site to test cards and playing all these games. And so I just shut it all down and we're fixing it. And that will be up soon again. But just so you know, if you're what's going on and why you can't sign up right now, I had to take care of that. But I think I'm going to move my whole platform to another platform. I'm looking into all sorts of ideas. Don't ever want to get into these situations. I've moved my whole website to another country to make sure that it's safe um, because I had all sorts of issues with my website being taken down back in 2020. And I just, I'm tired of, of that. And so I have really high security everywhere, but this platform, I can't, cause it's not me managing it. I'm paying somebody. And, um, and so I want to go to another company, I think. So I'm working through all of that. Anyways, let's get into this good conversation with my friend. And I think he's an American hero, James Roguski. Hi, James. Welcome back to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, have you been busy? There's a lot of things going on in the world. We've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I've been busy. I think that's an understatement. And yes, I've been busy, but there's a lot of good things that I've been doing. And eventually it should start to come out. Um, good things in the fact that if they work, it'll be really good. It's necessary. Just like what you're doing, it's very necessary to do what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. Before we even get into this, I want to just say how proud I am of you for taking this up and being a champion of one of the most important things that we have to combat. So thank you. I'm going to say thank you before we even get going. There's there's a lot of wonderful people doing a lot of good work. And, you know, uh, to put a philosophical bent on all of the detailed stuff we're going to talk about, uh, you know, I, I just, I, the way I live my life, you know, I'd rather say I did my best and I tried and, I, you know, succeeded or I failed. Um, the last thing in the world I want to ever have to deal with myself is oh I should that's right with this like, situation oh, you know I mean do everything you can work as hard as you can um do, do the best you can and that's all anybody can ever ask you know and if I don't do that for myself then I have to live with me and you know I may very well be my my harshest critic so I just try to you know do do whatever I can do I wake up in the morning and I have an idea and Sarah calls and says let's talk about stuff so you know here we go <laughs> Let, well let's dive into it because it's very serious the world health the World Health Organization has a meeting and nobody really knows about it. Three days worth of meetings. I suppose some people know about it, but can you elaborate on what they're doing? Well, you know, the first thing is I'm taking the language back and it's not the World Health Organization, it's the World Hypnosis Organization because primarily that's what they engage in. And um, the three-day meetings that you mentioned, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, December 5, 6, and 7, uh, on, on many levels, you know, could be days that live in infamy. Uh, we are recording this on the 81st anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Um, and so uh, these negotiations, although they're, you know, not um, explosive, right, um, they are um, a threat to our national sovereignty and our personal freedoms. And this particular set of negotiations for the pandemic treaty are public, they are being um, live streamed and they are uh, readily available. I'm, I've, I've got them in my editor and you know I'll certainly share them with you as soon as I um, you know make sense of what they're talking about. But there are two separate tracks, okay? The, the treaty, which is happening these three days, the 5th, 6th and 7th of December, 
it, I, I like I compare it to a big freight train that's just got everything on it. You know, it's part of the gravy train for the uh, Pharmaceutical Hospital Emergency Industrial Complex. I've stolen that acronym back from the WHO. It's not a public health emergency of international concern, PHEIC or fake. It's just a money grab for the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. They get everybody scared. People go, oh, we got to approve you know, drugs. Let's put them in eight mice and or eight rats or whatever it was and uh, approve things, even though there's no how, no way to say that they're safe so that the money can flow you know, to the companies that make a ton of money off of pandemics. Pandemics will never stop people until people stop or, or companies stop profiting from pandemics. You take the profit out of pandemics and they're gone, right? That's now, right. the other- Unfortunately, the other track, it's not funny. Yes. The, the other, you know, at, at, at least that particular um, gravy train is big and heavy and slow and they're trying to pile everything on it and they're trying to get it to go uphill. And, you know, we need to stop it before it gets to the plateau and starts heading downhill and, and you know, then becomes unstoppable. You, you can't be like Superman and stop a freight train coming downhill, but you can derail it. Okay. And, and, you know, that's what we need to do right now. Just derail it. The second track, which I feel is more important. I actually feel everything I just said and all that they're doing is really functioning as a decoy. Right. I mean, you know, that's what the media is all about. Oh, look over here. Look over here. Look over here. Don't look over here, right? So whenever there's something in the news, I go, well, you know, what's going on? What are they hiding? That's well, right. The, the thing Unfortunately. That hiding, the thing that they're hiding is what happened last week, all week long, five days long. They had super secret meetings, not televised, not reported on yet in any way, shape, or form, that uh, was negotiating the uh, amendments that had been proposed now there have been two more. They added Malaysia and Korea to the list. Uh, nations have proposed amendments to the internet. And I'm still in this word back too. They're not the international health regulations. They're the international surveillance regulations. And if you read them, you'll realize they don't say anything about your health. It's all about surveillance and monitoring and reporting and you know compliance and governance. And that set of negotiations uh, is moving forward very rapidly and very, very secretly. I have been aware of this since May. You know, they set up the schedule for this in May. I've been talking about it ever since. And what they did is they they basically said, you know, to the United States back in May, hey, you know, you want to change the international health regulations. You're trying to sneak this through in secret. We see you. What's in it for us? OK, they said, yeah, you, you just want to have all these regulations. And the nations, in my opinion, did not reject the Biden amendments back in May for the same reasons that you and I would reject them. They rejected them because it was all stick and no carrot. They're like, well, you know, if you're going to put all these rules and regulations in there and surveillance and all that sort of stuff, you know, you've got to sweeten the pot. And so now the negotiations are happening. And, and what really happened is Tedros Ghebreyesus, who's the director general, created a international health regulations review committee that literally is sworn to secrecy and answers only to him. It, oh, it's, wow. It, it, it's, it's astonishing. What do you think about our lawmakers allowing us to in get even get involved in something that's this, this secret and this 
that affects us to this amount and it's this trend. Uh, not transparent. I mean, to a point where if they even agree to work with these people, I think it's treason. I mean, it's goes against uh, our very rights and freedoms. And so for our lawmakers to have anything to do with these people at this point represents, I think, treason. You know, it's it's that high of a level right now. Well, we'll we'll see if uh, there's a court case that you may know about that it's going to be showing up in the Supreme Court on January 6th. We'll see, you know, what the Supreme Court has to say about those kinds of things. More to the point, people and, and you know, I just like to, you know, as much as I can remember to look at the camera and look at your audience in the eye and, and, and say, look, don't blame somebody else. It's on you. Right. Your Congress people work for you. You are their boss. If they're not doing the job that you want them to do, then why the hell do you keep reelecting them? Yes, I know the elections are suspect. The point is, call them up. And I, I, I will say this, okay? I, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm working hard and optimistic, okay? I'm pissed off. But I also realize that it's our job to tell them exactly what we want them to do. And until you've done that with your congressperson and senators, then look in the mirror and blame yourself. After you've given them a piece of your mind, given them the information, told them what it is exactly that you want them to, to at least at the very least, speak out about, okay? Then it's on you. It's by all means, Put it on them. Call them. You're going to get their staff. Just realize, okay? You know, call their Washington office. Call their local. They probably have two, three, four, five local offices. Go online. You can. I have it on my website. It's very easy to find. Just go. Hey, what are my congressperson's local offices? Get to know them. The people who work in the, on the staff in your local office, they're your neighbors. You know, they should be your friends. You know, they're fellow citizens just like you. They're just as clueless as everybody else, right? Make them less clueless, inform them, give them this information, share this video with them, share whatever other information. Give me a phone call. My number is 310-619-3055. I'll probably say it a couple more times in this recording. Give me a call if you have any questions, tell your congressperson staff to call me. I'll answer their questions, give them all this information. Back in uh, mid-October, I did four separate FOIA requests to demand this information. And, and you know, they're just ignoring it, okay? Um, they literally said, one of the requests was, you know, who are our delegates to the WHO? And it was, you know, entertaining. They said, oh, you know, we don't have that information. It's like, you've got to be out of your minds, right? Um, I also got people in uh, United Kingdom and Australia and New Zealand and South uh, Africa and Canada and Finland to put in uh, freedom of information requests in their respective countries. The United Kingdom, as normal, because they've done it a few times before, they said, yeah, we have the documents that you're asking for, but we're not going to give them to you because it might harm their relations with the other member nations. Jeez. And it's like, well, I got news for you. You're harming nation. You're harming relations with your own people by keeping this a secret. What in the hell is going on? Now, the um, working group for the international health regulations, which is different than what I just mentioned, which is the International Health Regulations Review Committee, the working group 
met on November 14th and 15th, and they published a little report. They didn't televise their meetings, but they published a little report and said, well, you know, we were talking about maybe we should, you know, publish the proposed uh, amendments. Um, they haven't done it yet. I'll certainly let you know as soon as they do. We don't even know what we're complaining about. We have some really, really good ideas because the United States certainly seems like it has um, submitted or resubmitted the very same thing that we kicked to the curb back in May. They're coming back at it again. You have to be vigilant, you know, on a constant basis because they're persistent as hell. But there's 15 other nations that have submitted changes to the international, um, I call them international surveillance regulations, the international health regulations. And here's the piece of the puzzle um, that a lot of people maybe do know about. During the G20 in Bali in Indonesia, the Indonesian health minister, who's not a doctor, he's a banker, right? That should tell you something right there, um, said that they have submitted proposed amendments to the international health regulations to institute a digital or global digital health, you know, health certificate. They're going to certify your health, right? And, it, you know, we all know that's a vaccine passport. And he said that they want to have it done in May of 2023, even though the WHO has been saying, and in all of their documents, they make it seem like, well, this is all going to happen in 2024. Well, that's what they've been saying. That's in all their documents. Maybe he made a slip of the tongue, or maybe he let the cat out of the bag. But if the treaty is a big old freight train that they're trying to pile billions and billions and billions of, you know, just money laundering into the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. If that's what the treaty is, then the amendments are potentially a Japanese bullet train, you know, going to be honest in a heartbeat, you know, come May, boom, you've got a vaccine passport. And it's not good enough to say, oh, well, you know, the Senate isn't going to pass it or whatever. That's not needed. We're already party to this agreement. And what we agreed to is that if they make any amendments, we can reject those amendments. Biden isn't going to do that. He doesn't need to sign anything. He doesn't need to ask the Senate. We've already agreed that if this gets adopted by a majority of the members of the World Health Assembly, it's international law. Okay. Now, Okay, great. You know, you live in Florida, you live in Texas, you live in Montana, which Montana is the only state in the union. You know, everybody talks about all the other states. Um, Montana might be the place to be because they've actually passed a full on, um, you know, legislation in their state that, you know, there, there shall be no vaccine passports in Montana. But you got to think this through people, um, whether it's Montana or the United States, if we reject it, but all of the other nations are participating. You know, United States is not the worst place to be trapped, but we're we'll be in a prison where we couldn't travel unless you submit to the jab. This is isn't not... that. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, isn't that already implemented in many states or in many countries? Because I I've been following the the news on that, and it seems that many countries have adopted the vaccine passport in order to travel internationally. Um, you know, there's a handful of, of nations, I believe India, um, they had a, a court ruling, you know, just outlawed it. Um, there's 194 member nations. So, you know, probably there's 194 answers, just like there is um, uh, 50 different answers in the United States. You know, Hawaii was really strict with the passport. 
Um, you know, obviously people think about Florida and Texas and so forth. Uh, it, it, it's different all around. Some of them have passed laws where the government cannot demand um, uh, vaccine uh, information in order to get government services or enter government buildings or so forth. It, it's a hodgepodge. OK. And so what we need um, and, and, you know, there's legislation out there that, you know, uh, I've got systems, you know, by which you can talk to your congressperson and and promote, uh, you know, legislation that says, you know, there shall be no vaccine passport. At the very start of all of this, what people just need to do is, you know, when this video um, becomes available, share the, the daylights out of it. I mean, if you don't take this information and share it with the people you know, maybe they don't know. OK. And if you refuse to share it, then you're the censor. You know, you're no better than Facebook or Twitter or you know, any other platforms that selectively allow people to say things and not say things. Um, if you have information that you think is important, uh, Christmas time, and this is my running joke, but I'm actually doing it and I'm, I'm actually totally serious. Everybody's heard of Santa Claus is, you know, watching over your kids and they better be good or they're going to get on the naughty list. I literally share this video with everybody you know, ask them for their opinion. You know, are you for or against vaccine passports? You know, did you know that those vaccine passports are being negotiated in secret right now as part of amendments to the international health regulations? Are you for, we haven't even talked about the fact that the WHO wants to set up a bureaucracy on top of their bureaucracy they want to have a whole organization dedicated to running the quote unquote pandemic treaty if it becomes adopted um, to the tune of like $10 billion a year, which is two to three times their current budget over and above what they're already doing. Send all this information, send this video to your friends and say, well, you know, what do you think about this? And if they come back and they go, eh, you know, I don't care, put them on your naughty list. And, and if somebody comes back and says, oh, my God, we got to do something, um, put those people on your nice list and spend a lot more time and energy with the people who have a clue that this is a really big problem. And we need to stop it now. Don't wait until it's all enacted and you can't move. Right. I mean, the, the health minister from Indonesia said, oh, well, you know, then you'll be able to move around. It's like, <laughs> no, you don't want to wait until every nation on earth has been bamboozled into this and has signed onto it. And, you know, like I said, I love the United States. I love where I live. You know, it's, it's great. But do you really want to be trapped here? You know, do you want to not be able to travel? And, you know, if they do it internationally, you know, they're going to try to do it on a, on a local basis. And so yep. most people, when they learn about this and, and certainly the people in your audience, um, they're like, Oh, hell no. Right. Um, and, and so, but then they go, well, you know, what do we do? Right. Step number one, spread the word. Um, step number two, give me a phone call. 310-619-3055. What they have successfully done over the past three years, and it's actually a blessing, okay, is they have shredded relationships, okay? Family members, friends, work, you know, work friends, employers, employees, churches even okay i mean relationships have been shredded because what what's going on and i think i said this at the very beginning you know this is just a test of your character are are, are you gonna get you know a, a spine and stand up and go no 
or are you going to cave? Right now, I get it. Everybody has pressures, but you know this is just a really big test, and you know a lot of our um, friends and family uh, have shown exactly who they really are, and so you know what this is all about now is reconnecting to people that you want to be connected to, getting the folks who think you know uh, that this is a problem and it, it needs to be addressed as opposed to just putting their head in the sand and you know hoping that it goes away. Um, make better friends, you know, find new relationships, build new networks. Um, that's what we need to do. The people are out there. I mean, you know, there's patriots in every business who are you know standing up to this. Um, we need to support the people that um, are supporting us. Okay, well, let's get back to the not the people who aren't supporting us. There are a bunch of them that are on the fence. They're just kind of scared or they're they don't know what to do. What do we do about those people? Because you say put them on your naughty list. Do we well give them go give, ahead. give them the opportunity to to learn? Okay. Um I, I I actually took logic and you know engineering and computers and stuff in college. Um there's a there's a thing about logic that people don't understand. Okay. Um if you don't have all of the information, you'll logically make a, de a decision that's logically accurate based on the information that you have. Uh, a, a true scientist, when they get new information, goes, oh, well, that changes everything. You didn't tell me that before. I didn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see it. You give someone new information, it changes the, you know, flow chart of, you know, if this, then that. Right. For people well, who can think. Yes. Yeah. And and so by all means, give people this information. You know, num number one, if you really want to know what's going on um, and participate in it, go to screw the S-C-R-E-W the who.com. Um, there's hundreds of people who have already recorded videos because the WHO had put it in a request um, back in September. And we took that request and, and, and ran with it. Um, a lot of people didn't want to submit their videos to the WHO because they actually required that in order to get into their video capability recording thing online, you had to hold up your identification card to um, the uh, video so it would be recorded. And so I knew a lot of people were not going to want to do that. So I just said, hey, you know, post up a video, say whatever you want to say, and I'll put it on the page. So if you go to screwthewho.com, that's all anybody needs to do to learn what's going on because there's a couple of hundred people who have said, look, you know, this is why I oppose this. And so when you watch that, I was just so impressed when you watch just regular people who have applied themselves, they've learned what's going on. They've paid attention and very coherently presented, you know, their opinion as to why they're opposed to it. Um, it it's, you know, very encouraging. Very, very encouraging. And I encourage everyone here to, you know, wonderful, uh, you know, watch alternative media, share it with others, support it, you know, to the best of your ability. But you have a, you, you most likely have a camera or you bump into somebody who has a camera uh, on their phone. Just be the media, record yourself, you know, thinking and saying whatever it is you want to do. Um, post it up, you know, post it in the comments on screwthewho.com. And, and let everybody know what you think. Uh, you know, we got 33,884 people with five days notice back in April to submit public written comments um, to the WHO. They buried them for months. And 99.9% .9 of them basically said, we don't want no freaking treaty. 
right? The you know, yep. Number one, number one with the amendments. Okay, they're doing it in secret. You know, we have a really good idea of the kinds of things that they're most likely trying to amend. Okay, but you can go to my Substack, jamesruguski.substack.com, and you can read the pandemic treaty. It's boring as heck until you realize what it is, and then it's infuriating. Okay. Um, you can read the document that they're debating as we're recording this video. And or you can just go watch the ball game or, you know, do whatever, hang out and just ignore it and hope it's all going to go away. You know, we'll keep fighting for you. Um, but um, get up off your couch and make a phone call. Give me a phone call. Um, watch, you know, the videos that other people have recorded and, um, you know, do whatever it is that you are able to do. Because everybody's in a different place, you know. I mean, yeah, but let's let's face can't it. Expect everyone to you know do everything, well, but um, be informed at the very least. Be informed. yeah, be informed. But the biggest thing is that, and this is what I've been working hard at, is that we can't make progress unless in the courts. It's very difficult to make progress in the courts because they're so corrupt, unless we have the people behind us and we can move the needle um, on the culture. And so that means that we need everybody, as many people as possible, helping to get this word out, this word out and information out so people understand what's going on. Because if we don't have that, then we can't get these politicians to move. They won't do anything unless they think they're people, unless it affects them culture. The culture has to be completely behind it, the majority of the people. And we have to have a lot of pressure on them. Otherwise, they don't do anything. That's what we've learned. Not going to argue with you there, sir. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the whole point of representative democracy within a republic is that you tell your representatives what they are supposed to do. I mean, if, if you have a business and you have an employee, right, you give them instructions. You say, look, this is the job. Go do it. Right. Well, you know, your representatives are talking to lobbyists and donors. Right. If they're not hearing from you and all they're hearing is what the lobbyists and donors are telling them. That's on you. Make the phone call, make pay the visit, send the email. They you know, need to when, know this is the majority believes this and wants it. Not just the majority, the vast majority, like almost like oh, if the they fringe, don't do the it. The fringe majority, the fringe majority is the, you know, the people who have to go and, and, and do this. Now realize, and, and I'm going to say this again, I think I said it before, you know, the people that you're going to be talking to are your neighbors, right? You're going to get staff. You're going to get, you know, you're not going to call the congressperson senator's not going to answer the phone, right? You're going to be speaking to the staff. So first and foremost, it, it's educational, right? So you need to know what you're talking about. It's wonderful to just go and vent and, and you know, by all means do, but vent from an intelligent, you know, well-informed standpoint, because I'll tell you, yeah. everybody on the media, um, you know, present company excluded and, and, and a handful of other alternative media people. I was watching a, a video the other day and person who, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, relatively well uh, respected in the um, alternative media crowd and just mangled the information. It's like that doesn't help. Right. It, it wasn't, quote unquote, malinformation. It wasn't done with intent. But it's like you got to got to get the facts. OK. Yeah. And yeah. so um, but be that as it may. OK. This one's easy. It's like, hey, um, all you really need to know is, hey. They're, they're negotiating amendments to international law in secret. 
and we've put in FOIA requests and they won't give us the information, hey, congressperson, you better start making us think about that. On one level, that's all you need to know. Yeah, well, if they're doing things in secret, that should give you the indication <laughs> that there's something wrong. Oh, that was my wrong. clue. That was the, I mean, yes. that's all I needed. It's like, oh, there's got to be something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look over here. Look at the pandemic treaty. We're having meetings. You know, we're asking you for videos. And, you know, that's the slow moving freight train that just keeps grinding. It just keeps going. And it's got they everything won't on stop. It. Yeah, they, they won't, won't stop. stop. They won't but stop unless a, we make them, period. That's a distraction. You know, even it's a real thing. It's a problem. But it's also a distraction from them trying to ram through amendments in secret. So pay attention, people. Give me a phone call, 310-619-3055, um, jamesroguski.substack.com. Um, Thank you, James. Don't, I really appreciate don't, it. Don't let, don't let this one just slip on by. You, you'll regret it later. Hey, I want you to stay after and talk about um, blood. So stay after and we'll get this posted. And thank you, everybody. And thank you, James. Go to, where do they go to again? <laughs> um James Roguski, J-A-M-E-S-R-O-G-U-S-K-I dot substack dot com or text, WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram, you know, ideally probably text message because, you know, uh, if, if I'm on the phone, I won't be able to talk to two people at the same time. Um, 310-619-3055. <laughs>